0: You're listening to The S-Rank on the Triple S Studios Podcast Network. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The S-Rank. In case you've forgotten, I'm your host, Aaron.
1: And I'm your host, William.
0: If you've ever gone to YouTube to try to homebrew your old Wii console, chances are you've watched one of our guest's videos. He's sitting at almost 13k subscribers and is also developing his own game, Paintra. That's right, our guest today is none other than the one and only anton retro by far you have the crispest video quality out of yeah. any of our guests that we have uh, <laughs> yep. it's fantastic i mean i guess it's to expect from a youtuber well my mac has a decent enough camera so
2: that's pretty much what i use really the that's your mac camera yeah it's just my mac camera i'm not using any fancy um uh, camera at all so
1: wow i'm
0: very I'm impressed, impressed. <laughs> i'm impressed wow <laughs>
1: I'm I'm using my integrated too, but like it it's not awesome. Yeah, you can (laughs) see you can see the pixels on on his screen. Yeah, Yeah, I actually didn't think mine was that good because sometimes when I use it
2: for some stuff, it ended up becoming a bit blurry or something i'm not sure
1: i mean chances are maybe it's it's probably not top of the line but it's yeah. significantly really better than what I we're mean, working uh, with I right mean, now
0: our <laughs> other guests though like like our first season of this show was like so experimental we had people like doing the podcast from their phones it was just, like <laughs> yeah kind of a mess um but i actually watched some of them so no way funny. oh did you
1: really that's I did, yeah yeah
2: which ones did you watch there was one about i think it was the pokemon one with like pokemon when it came out when there was like the director oh with or paul
1: paul lombardo yeah i
2: think i seen that one yeah uh maybe it was an rpg one i saw too i think i think that's all i remember right. seeing i think I might see one more or something, but oh, that's yeah. so awesome! I'm so that's, honored. That's
0: great, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I guess we should just like get right into our conversation because it's about you, not us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it off with your modding. It's you. You've obviously had such a journey to the point where you're making a YouTube channel. What was the first game that you modified, and you were just like. I'm into this now.
2: Well, I think the first modding thing I did was with uh, Super Mario World. I downloaded Lunar Magic, and I was kind of experimenting with trying to create a game. I did something called Super Mario Snowfall. It was was very experimental. And uh, then eventually with that, uh, I kind of moved on to other things. But that was kind of where it began, with just simple modding
0: stuff. So, um, Super Mario World, so was your first system the SNES then, or? No, my first system was the original Xbox. Oh, what? Not even yeah.
2: Nintendo? <laughs> no, no, no. None,
0: yeah. Did you do
2: any modding <laughs> with that? Uh, well, actually, it is modded. It has, uh, games on it, so, uh, my uncle actually, he, uh, he installed, like, a better hard drive in it, and he put, like, a bunch of different games, so it has, like, emulators from Nintendo systems and stuff.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just so, uh, I'm so impressed. (laughs) Um, and then, so you, the Xbox, and then Super Mario World, when did you start homebrewing the Wii? Because that's what I know you for. Well, the Wii was the,
2: the second console I got, so, um, I think, I probably, I got that around, like, 2009 or eight with Wii Sports Resort, and, uh, actually, I it right here right beside me this is the wii that i oh my god mod. hello so this is the one that you'll <laughs> oh, see you. in like all the videos that i make so it's this wow one. this is the one that you this is my main wii that i have everything on so this is the modded console and uh okay. that's even the USB yes too, so <laughs> oh my god so usb loader everything on here so i've got um all the applications installed on this and uh yeah so that's kind of when I started mainly with this, and uh yeah, so
0: how did you even learn to just like start using like shit like USB loader and just like all of the Wii stuff?
2: Like it was pretty much YouTube videos. At that time, I didn't really have many Nintendo consoles other than that, so I kind of wanted to experiment and do stuff since I really wasn't using it much at that point. Even Nintendo games, I wasn't really into nintendo as much but it wasn't until that where i kind of really got into a lot of the stuff so
0: you weren't there was not time where you weren't into nintendo i find that difficult to believe yes. <laughs> yeah the time when i was into many different things in that case like what games did you play non-nintendo games
2: i mean i think most of it was just kind of somewhere on the xbox and like yeah. somewhere on the wii pretty much <laughs> I think one of the games I played a lot, which actually got on Switch, is uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. That was the game that I played a lot of on, uh, and, and Minecraft as well. I, I was pretty much really into Minecraft at that point, so. I remember also playing a lot of LEGO Star Wars and stuff like that too. So on, so pretty much random shovelware games that um, <laughs> people got me for Christmas and were like, oh yeah, this is fine, this is just a random bargain bin game, he'll like this,
1: you know I, I find it I find it funny that you said uh Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 was one of your most played games and stuff like that cuz a lot of a lot yeah. of my friends who were like uh programmers or modders or whatever that was one of their first starting games <laughs> 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 so I'm starting to notice Not really? a trend there I think I think that game develops uh, people who do some uh coding work <laughs>
0: Minecraft also tracks too <laughs> Oh yes, yes. absolutely yeah. yes <laughs> like,
2: I really liked um like a redstone and that kind of stuff so that's kind of similar to to a lot of the stuff in minecraft
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean if yeah minecraft so that's like the craze of minecraft was like early 2010s so i feel like if you got your wii in 2008 2009 we probably were playing the same games we probably grew up on similar games yeah
2: <laughs> to saying yeah like i play mostly of minecraft pocket edition uh, that was kind of majority of what I played. I didn't really play the PC version of Minecraft, although I remember the early days of Minecraft Pocket Edition when there was like Minecraft Lite and stuff, mm-hmm. which that was probably like around that time.
0: Um, so in your Minecraft uh, knowledge is obviously more than mine. I <laughs> was into Minecraft for like a minute, um, just curious, what did you think of Steve being added to Smash? That
2: was, that was by far my, one of my favorite announcements. Uh, even if just of Secret Smash Bros in in its entirety, uh, like when I saw when I saw him uh, break through the blocks in that reveal trailer, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I thought I was like on the wrong stream. I thought I was like on some meme stream or something <laughs> that I clicked on the wrong one or something. And then I was like, no, this is real, and that that was amazing. That was just
0: yeah. That was probably that was probably the I don't know like objectively maybe it was the best smash bros character reveal trailer i mean minecraft is the best-selling video game of all time and then super smash bros is like the best-selling fighting game of all time it's just like the ultimate collaboration yeah
2: definitely like to me that reveal trailer um it didn't exactly give it away right at the beginning like you you could kind of tell there was a like, kind of give you some hints but if you didn't know about those certain hints then it was just like a massive surprise and i thought that like some of the reveal trailers they would just reveal it at the beginning and then you'd be like like the jiggy in banjo kazooie you're just like oh yeah. it's banjo kazooie you know i
0: mean the Bayonetta reveal will always be <laughs> that'll always have a special place in my heart but <laughs> yeah this
1: i didn't even know who she was when she came out <laughs>
0: I mean, neither did I. But um, it it started. It it really it started an entire journey for me. But it's well, it's a story for a different time. Uh,
1: Adding on to the Steve reveal, I I might be one of the only people uh, that Aaron knows that. Had a written agreement with one of my friends that if he was ever added into Smash Bros, I would quit forever. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that's what one of my friends kept uh, saying for the longest time that like if Stevie gets in the in the game, yeah. I'll delete it. And uh, yeah, now now that now that character is Jonesy from Fortnite. Oh my god! <laughs> please,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm 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 right I'm right there with him. I'm actually a lot happier with Steve than I thought I would be. He's very interesting to watch. I enjoy watching him from afar, but I'm done. <laughs> done touching that character.
0: <laughs> do you do any competitive <laughs> Smash, Anton?
2: No, I'm not very good at that game. Me neither. At all.
1: <laughs> That's fair enough. It's, it's a time sink. It's a time sink. Yeah.
2: Like, one of my friends is trying to get all the characters in Elite Smash, and I'm just like, I can't even get my character to have one million GSP, which is like... I think, like, one of the bare minimum yeah. or something.
1: I, I can't even get myself to play online just because of,
0: the, you know, It's the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> it's, it's not great. Speaking of online and just, like, transitioning here a bit, <laughs> um, you do play Smash Bros. on your Wii um, and you have different versions of Smash yes. Bros. Which <laughs> one is your favorite to play and who is your favorite non-Smash Bros. character? Well, it... <laughs> is Super Smash Bros Universe.
2: I discovered it not too long ago. Um and like I for the longest time I was trying to get Project M to work, but it just never worked. So then I found this mod and I was like maybe this would work and it actually did. And I was like it was so amazing cuz you go on the the title sex screen and it just starts
0: lagging cuz there's so many characters there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> it's so Yeah, I watched I watched your videos. Just yeah. like the frame rate, <laughs> you selecting the characters just like yeah, oh my god, cursors,
2: <laughs> and it's just like the framework just goes downhill from there, uh, but there are so many characters. Like some yeah. are kind of not that great with their movesets, but then some are actually really impressive. Uh, like I think one of my favorites, just because of the moveset, is the Imposter. They actually did such a good job <laughs> with oh getting God, the no way. like everything is so good about it because it's like it has all these different moves that actually are like directly inspired from the game. So it, it was just so impressive. Okay,
0: I, I saw that you posted a screenshot to Twitter. I have to ask. How is Hatsune Miku? Play? How does she play? Is she good? Is she any good? Uh, I think she
2: was just a skin. Oh, <laughs> so, oh there, okay. so okay. So in the mod, there's you have all the different characters, but then I guess some of the characters have like, some of the characters have like model swaps.
0: Right. right. So if you
2: want to play as like a specific character, like Captain Falcon, will have like. Some other random character, like I think Bayonetta has like Woody as one of her alts
1: <laughs> or something that makes sense yeah. <laughs> That's
2: so, funny. so so you've got all these random uh alts and stuff, so it's actually really uh it's really interesting to go through them. I think I spent like an entire day going through each and every single one, so I can create oh, that yeah. image
0: damn, yeah no, no, like totally, just like these modded games it gets so crazy um. Thanks to you, I was able to put um, CTGPR on my Wii. Very fun. I have not um, played through all of the tracks yet. Uh, do you have a favorite track on CTGPR?
2: Well, I also have not been able to play through every track because I keep adding them. But <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite is probably... there's the, the um, I mean, actually, there's so many. I just have to think of some of them. Like, one I think I really like is uh, Boshi's skate part that uh, Skate Park, I think. Yeah, that that one's really cool. I also like some of the remakes. Like, they have Wario's, uh, Shipyard from the 3DS. Um, that is a really great course. I also like, um, what else? I have to kind of go through all of them in my mind, in those, like, 200. There's, I think there's, like, a marble one or something. Oh, there's also, like, a table one, where it has, like, a bunch of different objects, and you go through it and stuff. It's really cool. Right.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I know the one you're talking about. Um... I, I, my personal favorite is uh the remake of waluigi's pinball it's just like <laughs> it's oh my i have actually played
2: that one there oh yeah.
0: it is it is so good the only thing missing is the music but i guess you can put it in you know yeah it seems that like you're unable to put music or something i'm not sure what the
2: limitations are because of that i'm i'm not sure but it'd be cool if you could put like custom music
0: in
1: that I'm sure it'll be figured out I think
0: out eventually. you can. I just, There's always yeah. ways. Uh, for listeners that don't know what CTGPR is, it's basically the custom Mario Kart uh, that you can put onto your Mario Kart Wii if you homebrew it. Um, and you can watch Anton Retro's videos <laughs> to put CTGPR <laughs> on your Wii system. Um, yeah, so I just want to talk about... Uh, your channel now, um where was the start of the videos? like how do you come up with ideas for your videos basically in terms of the start, of my videos like
2: how I started right? um, I first was doing Minecraft videos, so I started doing like it was Anton awesome I started doing like videos like that, so I was doing um a bunch of different stuff like I was doing I was gonna do like map reviews, and all these things. And I, and I tried to do Redstone stuff, because at the time, Minecraft Pocket Edition didn't have, like, any videos for how to do how to build, like, this or this. Because Redstone in that game was very different, and, I mean, it still works differently in Bedrock than it does in Java. But what I did at that time is I tried to build these tutorials and stuff. And some of them actually did pretty well. There was actually... I remember at the time, like, my highest video was... Highest video was uh, 500 views. And uh, it was, like... I think it was, like, how to build... Like these certain contraptions in the game. Uh, so, yeah, stuff like that. And in terms of video ideas, I usually just have a list where I write things down. Sometimes I'm just like thinking of something, I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. And I'll write that down. And then from there, I'll take those video ideas and I'll be like, okay, can I do this for? How many consoles can I do this for? So I can make this a series or something.
0: Right. And you have a variety of different kinds of videos. So you have top tens, you have uh, reviews, and then you have the tutorial videos. Out of those, what are your favorite to make? I think
2: probably I enjoy making the top 10s more. Um, mostly because I get to talk about a bunch of interesting games that um, I think people should play or, interest- or are interested in. Tutorials are only really fun if I discover something that's interesting during while I make the video. For example, when I was doing the USB loader video, I discovered that you could do WiiWare on there. And that was like, okay, I was like, I'm, I kind of got into it from that because if I'm just doing the same stuff again or I'm trying to make a better version of the tutorial it won't be as fun or when I did the 3ds um art 4 video I actually did um I found out how to do to remove the time bomb entirely and put the um the gameboy advanced games and make them work perfectly with no issues in this and stuff and uh I got that completely working now I was shocked because I didn't even think it was possible and I was able to do that so I kind of re- I kind of really got into that video because of that thing i discovered
0: yeah and so basically your website supplements your youtube channel Mm -hmm. because you put all the download links and things on there um was that just like a natural decision for you to just like be a resource (laughs) yeah i just kind of decided to
2: put it there Uh, in fact i haven't really updated it with the the recent stuff um but yeah i just kind of put stuff on there
0: i am i am curious and william is too if you've ever gotten to any legal trouble with these <laughs> mods... Never. I've not into gotten anything. Right on. Because
2: Nintendo pretty much only attacks stuff based on... Look, if, if you're, like, pirating or doing something like that. And, um, like, they don't necessarily attack emulation or ways of playing games. Mm-hmm. They mostly attack where you, you're getting these games from. So, stuff like that. So, if you're really not um, giving people, like certain games and that that's the thing too they don't I don't think they touch very much or get um annoyed with like third-party games so if you're gonna play a like a, a Nintendo game on the Wii or like that's published by Nintendo and they own it they're gonna come down a lot harder on that specific game like Mario and stuff but if you're playing some random game it's like a hidden gem or something or trying to find a game online um then you won't really get into much of an issue right unless that publisher or developer um, doesn't really want that game to be played. Uh, But in that case, though, a lot of those developers have kind of abandoned those games and not really doing much with them anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean... That's fair. Yeah, even the Wii is just, like... It just seems very, like, unnecessary to go after people modding the Wii, right? It's
2: old. Like, yeah, I would say, like, like, modding Switch, like, that's a problem. Nintendo will not like that because it's just, it's too new. Um, but I think stuff like the DS, 3DS, Wii, even the Wii U, uh, Nintendo doesn't really care too much about what happens with those. And even with modding, um, it's not against the agreements or anything. It's like, like you're allowed to modify the the console with and add custom programs or anything. Uh, it, it won't actually do that much. Nintendo doesn't really care.
0: So... Aside from legal trouble, then, have you ever gotten in any personal trouble with the modding? Like, have you ever bricked anything while trying to...
2: No. I've never gotten That's to flawless. any issues like that. Flawless. Um, I think the only thing is, there were a few times when, like, I couldn't get the USB working, I would get, like, lock screen error. I think that was a long time ago, and then I just fixed something, and it worked. Oh, when I did the um, 3DS stuff. Oh, when I was talking about the, um, the YS menu, and how to Remove the bomb, the time bomb on it, and stuff. That stuff was was pretty much like I was having difficulties. And then what I ended up doing was I had to go onto this like reformatter, and then I did that, and everything worked. So stuff like that, I get into some issues and stuff. But it's usually nothing like difficult to fix. It's mostly time consuming.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah. On the topic of modding and such, um, do you have a favorite mod of an existing game? Hmm.
2: I'd probably say CGGPR, but I think another one I would also say is probably newer Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh. That's okay. another one I really like. Yeah. And there's also another one I, I have been playing frequently uh, as well, especially now for the next video that I'm gonna be making, a sneak peek. Uh <laughs> which is yeah, I'm um Super Mario Land two DX. That one um is a really great uh ROM hack of the existing game and it just makes it so much easier to play because you've got better visuals you've got luigi as a playable character and a bunch of stuff like that
1: so. oh, okay that's really neat yeah uh,
2: do you have uh do you have a favorite uh pokemon rom hack uh i haven't actually really played those so- too much see so, yeah, i can't really say because i haven't really touched that stuff in fact i really haven't played that much of pokemon games in general uh. Uh, i think the only one i really played and i finished was uh I- sword and shield which was meh. It was it was it wasn't that bad, but it could have been better. I think the game had a lot of potential, but if they would have just added a few things, I think they would have made it a lot yep. better. Um. So that's pretty much my experience with Pokemon, pretty much. I'm so. But sorry. I have played <laughs> a lot of the Game Boy one, and I played a lot of Gen One with um Pokemon Yellow. I played that. On, uh, I think on an emulator for quite a long time until my like my uh save uh got erased oh, or something yeah. so that was pretty much my experience and let's go um i played that for a little bit but then i couldn't stand you only had to use like a joy-con and that was it <laughs> like you can only use this for i i, I want to use this <laughs> i want to use yeah. the pro controller i don't want to use this so that's why i kind of gave up on that like that's why i think if you're gonna play that game play it handheld because it
0: totally. the best way oh yeah to yeah that it. would be yeah It's just like, I I totally feel you there, because when I played Smash Bros. back in the day, my first game was Brawl, and I was exclusive to the Wii Remote and Nunchuck as my controllers, so I continued using that into Smash Wii U, but then when Ultimate came out, it was over for me. Like, I just, like, it was a whole learning curve. I avoid the Nunchuck and uh,
2: Wii Remote, because batteries batteries are the most annoying aspect they die all the time and i've been even looking on amazon trying to get like some kind of rechargeable one and i couldn't find anything that's good like all the reviews you look look in the review section they're like oh this it's bad it's bad it's broken this doesn't work and i'm just like the apparently the only oh, nintendo made one i think it was like a rechargeable thing for the wii u uh remote and it, which is the same uh but that it's like quite expensive and hard to find so it's not really a great way which is why i pretty much just play the few games that use the um the gamecube controller but i'll I'll play some games that have the classic controller because i know that connects to the wii remote anyways but i'd rather play on that anyways yeah. so
1: you know i i had the same issue with it constantly dying stuff like that whenever i was playing on the wii i found that the best loophole personally was to get uh rechargeable batteries not like a battery pack but actual like the single batteries that's what I was doing the entire time
2: oh yeah actually yeah. I got those and I, I use those yeah but I one thing I used to do especially when we used to play the Wii a long time ago is just to get that like a few minutes out of the batteries I'd like swap them around yep yep so that, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd like last for like, a little bit longer a little tiny bit yeah and
1: then yeah No, completely relatable. (laughs) Hey there, everyone. It's William, that funny little ghost that you all know and love that hides in the audio of this podcast. I hope you've been enjoying today's episode. If you have, you should check out our Twitter page at the S rank so we can keep you in the loop for new episodes and more. You should also go check out our YouTube channel, Triple S Studios, where you can see short sneak peeks of our next episodes bi weekly on Thursdays. Oh, and. Here's a dad joke for your time. A vowel saves another vowel's life. The other vowel says, A-E-I-O-U. Yeah, that sucked. All right, I've, I've personally banned myself from doing that again. I'm going to stick to, uh, I don't know, drink water like last time, whatever.
0: So I'd imagine that with the giant collection of games that you have behind you, you also have probably a massive collection of controllers do you have a favorite controller to use? Yeah, uh,
2: probably really the Pro controller. <laughs> um, but I also do like this controller as well, the Wavebird. Oh as yeah. Well. Um, so these are probably the two controllers I like the best. Uh, simply because like the I mean I use this one for everything, but sometimes I use this one too, so.
1: So you had mentioned that uh you were at one point called Anton Awesome, so. I'm wondering when did you decide to take on the Anton Retro moniker?
2: So I remember um, I decided <laughs> right in gym class <laughs> 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 when I was in grade nine. I was like, you know what? Why do I, I do something like my YouTube channel? So I was like, I'll make a video on. At, at the time, I was interested in like the uh, Game Boy Advance. Um, it's my fir- the first proper video I did. Um, so I was interested with like the the flash cart, which actually happens to be right here. This is the the thing I used in the video, uh, which oh, I actually yeah. haven't used since, because I don't really need to use it, because that's like a weird USB thing or something. Um, but that I ended up being like, okay, why don't I take awesome and change it to retro? It's a really good idea, <laughs> and uh, with that, I ended up changing it to Anton retro and seeing how that would go
0: on so
1: fair enough it's definitely become a uh, easy to remember an iconic name
0: yeah I definitely agree although I am also partial to Anton awesome um, <laughs> yeah. especially because I saw it in your email and then um, yeah I responded wow that's yeah, awesome I, Anton yeah, yeah. awesome and then I told yeah. that to William and I was just like he probably didn't like that <laughs> no, I, was like, I was like he knows he knows I know. he knows the origins oh man oh that's so funny so I just so your collection of games I can't get over it um where do you get all your games like I'd imagine it's many different sources but like where do you get the most of them
2: yeah so it's kind of a mix of like I this is a site we use it's Kijiji and that's pretty much where we get everything from everything I pretty much just go on there sometimes like I we've had a lot of more luck in the past years. I find this just kind of been light. Like there are some really cool finds that you can find out there, but most of it is kind of just a lot of the same. Um but that's pretty much the main source. Um the secondary source is probably like game stores and even like retro game swaps and stuff. And uh like retro game stores are like everywhere. I mean like they're not there's not that many, but there are a good few ones. It's just a prices can be a little bit pricey with their- with the- with the stores. And, uh, I would also say, like, a raw sales, you don't really find that much sometimes. Like, you can get lucky, but, like, uh, we found a Panasonic 3D-O. Oh!
0: Uh, that oh. was,
2: uh, it was in, just down the street, uh, and, uh, I, w- I looked in the box, and I was like, what the heck is this? And I saw these controllers, and I was like, this is a game console! And I think my mind went to, oh, is this the CDI or something? Oh yeah, because I I knew they were kind of similar consoles. Um, but then we looked at it up, and it was like, oh, Panasonic three D O, and then uh, he wanted twenty five dollars for that, and I took that home, and uh, that's pretty much the, I think the best found we we got. I think another good one, which actually, um, they traced it back to another site that we used a uh, let go. They shut it down. Um, right, yeah. For Canada, they shut it down, so you can't really use it anymore. So it's really disappointing because I really wanted to use that one. And I think the last find, the last found on that site was uh, Metroid Fusion. Oh, that was, like, oh right. Last, on. <laughs> that was the last find. Um, I think he wanted like, I think five dollars for each game or something.
1: Oh yeah, um, that's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but let go. Um. There's a lot of really good stuff you can find on there. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Okay. So Pokemon, uh, we managed to get, I think it was Pokemon Crystal, Leaf Green, and Red. Mm. Uh, Fire Red. Um, all for, like, I think she wanted, like, 25 for all of them. Uh, a steal! Which is just... Yeah, and that was... And then she said, oh, I was going to put them on Garage Sale the next day. So we managed to get it. And it was, like, it was literally down the street. We just walked there and picked them up. Man. Um. So... You can find some good stuff, but not as much as you used to be able to find. That was, like, a few years ago, actually, so. Mm-hmm. But now the prices have gone insane.
1: Yeah, especially with people looking through their stuff during quarantine and such, <laughs> finding out how much it's
0: actually worth. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> without um, doxing you on our show, <laughs> are you BC? Uh, no, I'm to- um, in Toronto. Ah, uh, Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, BC, we have a store down here in Vancouver called Play and Trade, which is, if you want to find any of the old stuff, that's the main place where you go to. But Toy Traders, too. Toy Traders, mm. yeah. Yeah, there's mm. a I lot digress. of <laughs> decent
2: stores here. Some of them are, like, expensive, but I find that the places that you can kind of get through their price loophole, especially if you know the pricing of games, is pawn shops. They have a lot of... Weird pricing <laughs> strategies that like they'll be like, oh yeah, all these games are five dollars, and then they'll have a bunch of games that are worth less than five dollars, and then they'll have a game that's worth like twenty, thirty dollars, and you buy that one because they want five bucks for it. So there's a lot of stuff you find where they're just selling games for weird prices and stuff. Do you get Yo. into debates with them? <laughs> uh Not really, Usually we just like, yeah, we're not gonna buy it, so we just walk out. So.
1: Uh, but ma- I, I got to time... call. <laughs> I got to call. My Game Boy expert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might have a buddy that knows something about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Usually, I check on price charting. Like that's pretty much what I use for like everything because it tells you like all the prices of different games. So I usually just go on it um, and I um, search for a game. i I'm I'm looking th- uh, there. But the thing is, price charting's a bit weird because sometimes, like the Game Boy Lite, that's like one of the more rare Game Boys, it said that it was like 30 bucks at one time, because it wasn't actually counting lights that were sold on eBay, it was was counting like the light add-on thing, so sometimes its pricing is kind of, you have to look at what they're being sold on eBay to kind of get an idea, but then what happens is stores take those prices, and they'll be like, oh yeah, this is worth, um, five
0: hundred dollars even though it was worth two hundred dollars like three days ago i'm definitely gonna call you before i buy any other game in the future yeah Yeah. and speaking of games another transition you also make games i played your demo for paintra it was like i was just i was was good i was like very surprised at how like well put together it is
2: yeah what uh what demo was it? oh i
0: i don't remember it's i just played it on your site um a couple of weeks ago, I guess.
2: Oh, that must have been old. That must have been like that was like that must have been like early 2020 when I started. I think Oh, was still good, yeah. That because I uploaded them online first, but wow, when right. did you start making it? Yeah, cause... um, so pretty much I started, um, it was just before quarantine, uh, pretty much like around I think it was February 2020 when I started. Because actually, that was that—that's the current build. But I had a previous build as well. This build is from two thousand nineteen when I kind of started experimenting with stuff, and uh, it ha- it has the same character but a little bit different gameplay. But it was so rough around the edges that I was like, you know, I'm just gonna restart, and I did. And that's where the version that is currently being made is. Uh, so it's being developed, and uh, it's a. Uh, getting there yeah uh,
0: where do you where do you plan to take it are you do you eventually plan to sell it uh i would i would like to probably put
2: it on like steam and and sell it there but i'm still trying to figure out like like maybe i don't know i don't know how any of that kind of stuff works with like publishing or anything yeah because i know trying to get things on steam is a bit like challenging sometimes so I'm, i'm not really sure but even if i just put it on itch.io i think that's a good uh site to put it there
1: yeah always gotta have a jumping off point yeah yeah i oh i I gotta say i i watched the trailer i haven't been able to play it like aaron did but i was like oh these are um like the the graphics were super simple they were really attractive though and i i was watching through the trailer i'm like oh my god like the movement in this is super advanced looking for a 2d platformer that is -hmm. is, is this your first game
2: uh yes my first like proper game
1: yeah i i think that your movement system that you've put in there i saw like the umbrella and the movement uh how open the levels are and everything like you i I'm pretty sure you're like very aware of how well done that is. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hoping that you're proud of that because I think that like the open area and the uh, movement options are going to be a huge highlight and mm. something like that. Thanks, because
2: I recently, pu- uh, yesterday I uh, made a trailer of the of the game. It kind of showed off like oh yeah, all of the uh, it showed off the first area. So the game is pretty much like it's not seamless open world, but it is open world. So. Oh, that's it's neat. one entire level that has multiple worlds that have three levels in each. So in each level, there's like a special red coin that you can get, but in uh, all of... Because there's seven. And then you have a boss mm. and dungeon in each world, but there are three levels in each. So you kind of have to explore them all and uh, try to defeat all the enemies. So it's like, it's kind of... You can decide where to go. So you can go this right. way... Uh you can go you can go left or right and depending on that direction um you can go back and forth to any other area you want and I'm need to implement um a system where if you go to that place you can go back there after like a like a have like a bus stop system. Um so you right, to yeah. go to different areas
1: yeah no that's that's gonna be great i i can't wait until you've got it fully released i'm gonna mm-hmm. play it for sure
0: <laughs> i say yeah. this in with the most like utmost respect to it because i think it's cool but it reminds me so much of uh the flash games that i would play in like, yeah. the early yeah, 2000s just like yeah it, it totally captured that vibe man
2: yeah, in it's fa- awesome. In fact, it's actually an HTML5 game, so if I really wanted to, I could uh, put it on a like, website, but I'm just going to build it as an actual like application instead.
1: That's definitely like an aspect of nostalgia for uh, mm. how it looks and everything. That's definitely mm. something that caught my eye. I didn't realize that it did, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, the music that I heard in the demo, is that royalty-free music, or did you make it? Uh, I made it. No way! No way! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all of the music is everything you see all the
2: graphics uh music is all original the only thing that isn't original is the engine i'm using which is she develop, and it's a really cool engine that allows you to make games without actually knowing like like you still need to know some concept of code but you don't really need to know how to program that much
1: Mhm. so cool that's <laughs> super impressive and and what do you make the music in? i
0: use logic uh, to make all the music
1: oh right on yeah
0: I was asking William about this uh, earlier. Did you hear about the Audacity scandal? I did, yeah. I I haven't really used that at all, and I don't think it's even updated to that
2: version anyways. So I pretty much just record everything in Final Cut. I just use that because it's pretty easy. I love Final Cut. (laughs) I know, it's like... Because I really couldn't get the hang of using uh, Premiere Pro that much. Like, it has so much stuff going on that I'm just like, I just need a timeline so I can see stuff. And Final Cut doesn't allow yeah. you to see, like, the, like, the video images. So if I want to go to somewhere, I kind of have to, like, find it myself. So, but, but Final Cut, it actually shows you, like, everything that you, uh, in the timeline. And I find it just, it's super simple to use. So that's what I use.
1: Yeah, no, Final Cut's one of the only programs uh, that I would buy a Mac for. Mm-hmm. I love Final Cut.
0: I have a Mac and I use Premiere. Which... <laughs> <laughs> we, won't <talk. laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. Um <laughs> Between all the aspects that you have in the game, super impressive that you make the music. What is your favorite part of development, like, in your experience so far?
2: Either doing, like, building, like, the game uh, levels and stuff itself, and kind of just seeing everything come together, or the music. Because, like, graphics, I did them all in Illustrator, and it takes quite kind of a long time to do those. Um, But then as soon as you put them in, and you see how the entire game is uh, shaping up, especially these areas that I want to have very detailed and interesting... Then that's when it's like gets exciting, because you can see how like this world is evolving into something that looks kind of interesting. So
0: that's so cool. Do you plan to make more games? Are you planning on pursuing like game um, dev as like a career? Well, I'm I'm going into
2: multimedia and design, so it's kind of similar stuff to that. Um, but but like in terms of another game, I maybe would do like probably one of the easiest things to do is maybe create like like some kind of Sequel to this to Paintra, so like a painter two. Maybe that would be something that happens. Um, especially if I make a good engine that I can like reuse a lot of the um, gameplay yeah. uh, aspects, and I can add some new things. But I think I try something different too. I think I make another game, maybe isn't as big, but something like weird and unique. Um, there's there's a game I I kind of inspired by its style. It's called Pikuniku
1: right yeah yeah, yeah. kind yeah.
2: of weird and it has like that weird kind of vibe and i want to do something kind of similar but like a different
0: something uh, kind of artsy what, like, I want...
2: yeah something like that some
0: kind something very experimental that's what yeah. i want to do oh man i'm I totally it. there with you um mm-hmm. william told me about this game hylix mm-hmm. a while ago and i've just been obsessed ever since i don't know if you've heard of it I, i've never heard of that oh. look it up if, if you
1: if you like turn-based combat crazy art styles really really trippy composition for the music it is really really neat looking I haven't actually had a chance to play it myself but I've watched a bunch of the content I've seen I saw the trailer for Hilux 2 and I was like whoa (laughs) it's it's. Oh, I don't even know how stuff. to describe the art style. It's. Oh, I
2: see. Okay.
1: Yeah, worth looking into. It's super artsy, really, really neat. I'm hoping to play it pretty soon.
0: So I, I saw you picked up uh, Game Builder Garage on your Twitter. What do you think of it? What are your thoughts? Um, it's like I actually
2: was uh, using it a lot last night because I kind of hadn't had much uh, time. Uh, but overall, I think it's really good that it gives a lot of people very simple tools um like i was going through the um the initial like tutorial stuff but one thing i really found that they did a lot of is for explaining something basic like oh th- pressing a button makes a character jump they had to explain it like 10 times and i'm just like i i'm pretty oh. sure just by like, like just like and then they do a recap of that again so it's like just show the recap like that at uh, this pressing a button on the joy-con makes the character jump right i feel like they really tried so hard to understand that those basic concepts and then later on then they just kind of be like oh yeah add this and then add this and add this um so i find that like the pacing's a bit weird but overall like the stuff i've been playing a lot of like cool um things so the stuff people have been making is are like, really impressive like i played um some 3d platformers people made oh there was this really cool game that i was playing that used the um ir sensor so you would like move your hand Mm. closer and the platforms would move in the game depending on yeah it it was really cool the controls were a bit odd um so in the camera system was weird but overall like it was some impressive stuff that
0: they
1: did yeah that's super cool
0: and i guess now that we've had e3 what are you looking forward to the most before the end of this year
2: i think probably metroid dread um i like to play a lot of the metro games first before i dive into that one but that i'm really excited for yeah me too
1: <laughs> it looks
2: cool uh so that's definitely a game i'm gonna be picking up i'm also actually really excited for mario party superstars um because super mario party mm. just it, you only can use this and again i want to use this <laughs> <for the control. laughs> Mario party superstars you can actually use a proper controller now and uh it's just so much better no more like weird shaking or anything it's just it's simple no like the, they make you do like a move or something i don't know how to do that very well so yeah it, it'll just be a lot better and uh also wariware i'm pretty excited for that too
0: yeah um, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah no um i've always told william if i'm gonna make a game i want to make like a ripoff like mario party game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh do you have a favorite party game like i'm I guess you've played all of them probably uh yeah i'd probably
2: say well actually i haven't played like some of the the handheld ones so i'd probably say mario party 3 it's probably like it has some of some really good core elements there that make it really uh fun um like in terms of like other party games um probably like things like super smash bros especially if you turn on like crazy um like stuff like you, you said you turn on the modes and stuff it can be really fun or like if i have friends over i'm gonna turn on that super smash Bros. mod thing i have and be like yeah pick a character yeah. and they can be like what what are all these characters takes 20 so. minutes to choose a character yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, yeah it's gonna be half half the enjoyment is just sitting <laughs> yeah. there yeah well anton um i just want to thank you so much for joining us for an hour before you take oh, off today, probably. I just want to ask, what has been your favorite accomplishment with all of the things that you have done? Your collection, your games? Uh, probably just being able to, like, find something I'm really
2: passionate about. because um, a bunch of things that have kind of been like, oh, am I kind of good at this? Or am I good at this? I would say probably paintra is probably one of the things that, like, I'm very happy of how far I've been able to get that, and, um, even just growing a big community on YouTube, Uh, So I'd probably say one thing is probably being able to make a game, like a proper full game without knowing too much about programming and coding. I mean, I have a decent amount of knowledge, but being able to make a game that um, isn't too difficult, but is still pretty good and uh, can be looked like other games. So I think that's probably my favorite thing I've done.
0: You have lots to be proud of, man. This is just like, it was such such so fun talking to you today about all of your stuff um Mm -hmm. where can our listeners find you across the internet
2: you can find me on my youtube channel Anton retro i find me on twitter where i post frequently when i feel like it um (laughs) and you can find me on um on probably i think it's.i i've got a page there set up for painter as well so you can find me on those places as well
0: do it Follow him. Get him to 10k. Let's go. <laughs>
2: okay. Yes, yeah, I still have to plan the uh, subscriber special. Of what I'm gonna do for 10,000? Cause I, I didn't really do one for 1,000 as much. Cause I was like, okay, it's it's, it's, it's 1,000, but I just didn't really have much idea to the time. But I think 10,000, like, I really need to do something.
0: Yeah. So plan it out. It's, it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Anton awesome. Exactly.
1: i look forward to seeing painter released i can't wait to play it
2: yeah i might do some builds or something if i have like a a demo like of the first area complete or something i might do that but yeah i'm definitely excited to finish it as well
0: yeah and i just joined your discord server (laughs) earlier (laughs) so um let's stay in touch hey maybe collab again sometime all right sure all right yes Definitely. Awesome. Uh, take care and have a good rest of your day, Anton. Bye. Have a good one.
2: You too. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, everyone. Aaron here. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I do apologize if you noticed a dip in our audio quality. We recorded this episode well before we moved into our glowed-up studio. Anton was a great guest, so please give him a subscribe over on YouTube, and while you're at it, give us a subscribe too over on the Triple S YouTube channel, where you can watch a condensed version of this episode. Our next episode with Nukazon founder Daniel Liu comes out on March 4th, and we will be back in the studio for that one and all future episodes, so not to worry. Listening back to these episodes, I've noticed that William tends to end his mid-rolls with a saying, so I'm going to try it today as well. Don't overthink shit. Okay, catch you next time.